0: Today is uh, February 20th. It's a crazy week because it's a NFT Paris slash uh, bright moment uh, Paris week. And for this episode 653, like every day, I am with my dear Rem. How are you?
1: Hello, hello. Fine, thank you.
0: <laughs> Fine, thank you. <laughs> so I'm really, really excited. You know, today we are in English, as you can hear. And I know that some people uh, like to hear my my super big French accent in English. So, uh, happy to talk with you. And for the people also who are used to listen, even if they don't understand French. So, it's it's not bad sometimes to switch to English. Uh, so, today, I'm really excited, really, 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 because uh, we've been doing already, I think, uh, two or three rooms dedicated to Bright Moment Paris, you know, we did it for with uh, Camille and Florian uh, and uh, all the team, you know about generative art, and uh, we did also uh, some other specific focus. And today, today, you know, we have the chance to have first, you know, uh, Seth Goldstein, so uh, bright moment founder. Hi, Seth. You? <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being there, Seth. Good morning. Welcome to Paris, because you, you, you've you been living in Paris, I think you came like uh, two weeks ago or something like this? Yeah, something like that. It's the beginning of the month. Beginning of the month. So, you know, this is, you, you are Parisian. So basically, you know, when you're moving from a city to another city, you really stay like uh, one month in each city, right?
2: Yeah, I think it's, um, it depends on the city. You know, I think in Tokyo, I was really only there for a few weeks, Um, but in Buenos Aires last uh, fall, I got there almost two months before the mint. And I think, you know, getting to a city, um, getting into the rhythms is really important to be able to capture what's unique um, about the milieu and, and, and trying to inject that into the live minting experience that we're known for. Awesome!
0: Awesome! Totally, totally makes sense. And you're you're not a lot today, so you know we'll talk about you know this week and actually you know today is uh, 20th of February, and the twenty first will be the the grand opening of uh, Bright Moment Paris. Uh, we will and people will be able to discover a lot of artworks by a lot of artists, and we have the chance to be with one of them that we really love and that we had the chance. I think it's been a while since you. Uh, The last time you came, this is Orez Vettier. Hi, Hello, hello. Very happy to be with you today. Yes,
1: so So I'm happy to come back on uh, NFT morning. And uh, this time it's uh, uh, probably because uh, I'm honored to be part of uh, the Bright Moments Paris AI collection uh, together with... uh, amazing artists uh, that are uh, Lauren Lee McCarty, Linda Dunia, uh, Neptunian Glitterball, Obvious, Richard Nedler, and uh, Rup Renisto. So we're a team of uh, artists working with AI, and uh, it's a collection that is part of Bright Moments. So very happy to to say a few words about it uh, today with you.
0: Uh, Thank you. Thank you for being there. So, you know, (sighs) think we have thousands of questions you know to ask you guys uh so we'll go straight to the point but just okay i I think you know maybe you've been answering the same question said uh, you know the last two years but how you know how would you define bright moments basically um is it a travel agency for art collector
2: yeah i think it could be that too you know i think i've had some there's some good uh Analogies or metaphors Originally um, I used to laugh and think about it As like uh, Cirque du Soleil meets Coinbase um, And more recently uh, One of our One of our friends said It's kind of like uh, Barnum and Bailey Meets Gagosian So you know I think we try to um, You know it's also a little bit of a traveling circus But um, You know, we are going around the world working with digital artists, you know, both on-chain generative artists and AI artists to bring their projects and bring their artwork to life in the physical world. And it's, you know, it's strange, but true. And we started in the beginning of 2021, just coming out of the pandemic. Uh, We were based in Venice Beach and, uh... You know, I think it was a kind of a, a strange idea, you know, for two reasons. One is everybody was in quarantine and we, you know, it was dangerous to go outside. It was, it was even more dangerous to congregate in any kind of physical location, like a gallery. It just wasn't happening. And the second part is there was, you know, all this digital art being created during the pandemic and a lot of artists really going deep into their practice because they weren't distracted by the outside physical world. And if they were generating code or, or developing models, um, they had a lot of peace and quiet at home. And so bright moments was really a, a confrontation with that. It was an opportunity to sort of say, Hey, let's um, get out of our houses and, and let's get out of our computers and bring some of this work to life. And, and that's how bright moments was born. And that's the narrative through line that we've tried to hold on to for the, for these last few years, leading us here to Paris.
0: Okay. Uh, awesome. And so Paris is the, uh, almost the last one because the last one will be in, uh, in Venice, uh, Italy in, uh, in April. But, uh, so it's almost the end of the journey and it's a big journey because it's, uh, you know, Paris is a. I saw a thread you did, I think, yesterday. I'm going to share it. You know about the fact that you know uh, crypto uh, crypto citizens are like it's a community and a DAO, and people have been voting. You know, to for I've been voting for it. You know, the for Paris a year ago, they selected the city. You know, for an event in Europe, and uh, okay, there's, there's the the, the art. Of course, it's pretty strong, in, extremely strong in the city, and so the ability of living art, talking about art—you know—it's kind of a way of life for a lot of people there. And uh, so, I, you know, I believe it's a special, uh, it's a special step for you. And um, you, you came up uh, with um, with a super strong
2: program uh, this week, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, we have a. Um you know, including Paul, um, Alessia Vettier. you know, we have a a really wonderful group of almost 25 artists that are all, have all generated new work, new algorithms, um, new outputs uh, for this occasion. And, um, you know, in some ways, we are simply a forcing function is to, because, you know, with digital work, it's never... It's it's hard to know when it's done. You can keep iterating on it. You can keep adjusting it. You can keep changing the parameters. Um, And our job is to say, okay, you know, starting tomorrow, um, Wednesday, April, uh, February 21st, um, we will be uh, open from 12 to 6 every day through Saturday at 7 Rue Bailey in Le Marais to have people come and uh, generate new art and collect new art, uh, some of which has never been seen before, You know, a lot of which has never been seen before because it's technically only living in the imagination of an algorithm. And so by, by putting this flag down and putting this location down and creating this environment and bringing collectors, many of whom are here for NFT Paris, thankfully anyway, uh, it, it is again a great forcing function to drive this occasion, to push artists to create new work, um, to give them an opportunity to uh, expose their work and expose their practice to collectors and other artists from around the world.
0: Awesome. And uh, and so this, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, you can, because, you know, it's happening, so... You know, you you will you will open tomorrow. Uh, maybe you can tell us more a bit about you know the the gallery that you the pop up gallery that you the, the space that you will use. Uh, how you've been uh, you know selected this space and uh, you know we know that you give a lot of importance to uh, the experience. Uh, so yeah, you know what is uh, what is this space and uh, what can we expect? You know when we come. In the Moment Gallery, yes, uh, but maybe Ores, uh, I don't know if you had the chance, you know, to visit the to visit the gallery also. Yes, absolutely. I saw it uh, uh, being built. So it's a it's a space
1: on a, a small street in Paris called the Rue Bailly, but uh, the space is uh, extremely uh, extremely wide. Uh, it's uh, it's also uh, not exactly a white cube, but it has the uh, looks and feels of a uh, uh, upscale uh, art gallery, I would say, and uh, this is what I really appreciate uh, with bright moments. Uh, I think uh, when you are uh, when you are an artist, it's very important to have, a, I would say, strong work or at least strong narrative. But it's even more important to to be careful about where you show it, uh, and uh, especially for digital work, uh, as all of you know. Sometimes uh, you you work a lot and. Uh, on pieces and in the end it ends up on uh, horrible screens in a bad environment so to reassure you this is absolutely not the case for <laughs> bright moments and you will see that they they worked a lot uh to create a, a fantastic minting experience and um, like Seth was talking about uh the you know the gagos meeting uh, uh other inspirations and for me it's very interesting to say because bright moments for me it's like the meeting of a Uh, Very good marketing, to be honest, and uh, uh, sometimes they call the events uh, activations, which is a marketing vocabulary, but it's paired with impeccable uh, curation, and uh, uh, I can tell that uh, as an artist, uh, everything I wanted to say, I could say it, Uh, and uh, I could even organize uh, side events, uh, one of which will be on uh, Wednesday evening, but we can talk about it uh, later. I also see that uh, in, the con- in the in the space we have uh, Julien, uh, and uh, Julien will be part uh, of the Bright Moments artist in residence. So maybe also if he wants to join and yeah. say yeah, a few you words, uh, Julien, feel
0: mm-hmm. free to raise the hand. You know if you want to jump on stage, so we can uh, we'll be happy to add you also <laughs> and you know to have you joining us. Uh, in the same time, you know I'm trying to message set. I don't know, I don't know what happened. You know actually because I was. I was, I think I was shut down at a moment, but and then it was set turn. Uh, but you know, I hope you will be able to come back. Uh, so, but you know, we can if you're okay with that. You know, uh, you prefer we, we name you Paul or Res. What is that? Yeah, you choose. You choose. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I It's not exactly
1: a pseudonym, uh, but I chose to work under uh, another name uh, because. Uh, In the past, in France, I created uh, a few few years ago uh, an AI company, uh, which was doing visual recognition in fashion. So I've been involved in AI for almost 10 years. I started during my studies and at the end of my studies. And the thing is, I mean, John, you're French as well. So you know that in France, it's very difficult to to have a career while being truly hybrid. It's uh, almost impossible to be something and something else at the same time so yeah, when i uh, labels, uh when
0: labels are super strong yeah absolutely
1: so sometimes you just have to play with uh, labels and if labels are so important in france at least let's choose labels that we like and uh, uh, define within these labels what we want to do so this is a little bit what i did with ores uh, vetier and i chose this name to uh, like kind of encompass all the, my artistic uh, activities which now make up for almost a hundred percent of my time so now it's not even a label anymore but uh, that's the idea
0: okay i will start introducing you uh so yeah basically just to so paul mugino alias ores vetier so artist, ores Vettier is your so your artist uh, identity yes. um and um, you know we already introduced you and we had the chance to talk about it we introduced uh but you know, maybe you can just, you know, quickly uh, re-explain what or who is uh, Oresveti actually.
1: Yes, of course. So um, Oresveti is the name of my uh, of my studio, and uh, within this studio, what I do is that I work with uh, very personal uh, raw materials and data. So it can be, uh, you know, photographs from my childhood up to now. It can be data that I gather and curate online, uh, for instance, using uh, web scraping techniques. It can also be texts that I wrote and digitized, so raw materials. Then the second step somehow is that I digest these raw materials uh, using algorithms uh, that include AI algorithms. And uh, I'm not uh, a mid-journey artist, uh, and I'm not really doing uh, geometric abstraction. So I'm saying this because the algorithms I create, either I uh, assemble them myself, or I fine-tune them, uh, but at least you're I not, have... You're, uh, not a, you're not a mid-journey kid. This is what you want to say. I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm very interested in this tool, but uh, uh, for instance, for Bright Moment, I recreated kind of the equivalent of mid-journey. It's not exactly that, because mid-journey is a third-generation text-to-image uh, like technology, and I'm using kind of a second-generation. I can come back to that... Uh, Uh, later but uh, yeah the idea is really to create my own algorithms so that i'm not you know uh, dependent on the versioning and the new uh, new features etc and i can have a stable and recognizable aesthetics because above all what i like is to to tell stories now i'm describing the process but uh, above all I, i want to tell stories so first step raw materials that are very personal second step Very, uh, like, customized algorithms. And the third step uh, is that I really like working with uh, craftsmanship techniques, uh, such as oil painting, bronze sculptures, uh, but also smart contracts, because for me it's a type of craftsmanship. But I like to uh, project the forms and ideas that I generate based on my data back in reality uh, to have a tangible uh, aspect and create an ecosystem. so I work a lot with nature forms and uh, I also use a lot uh, because I dream a lot and I make often very uh, visual dreams so it's a huge uh, piece of uh, raw material for me that I let later use
0: in uh, in my work. Okay. So that, that's what I do and so yeah and you're doing a lot you're doing a lot and you you are multi-faces we have the chance also to have a lot of time in the morning your partners. Uh, from uh, the builders, it's another phase of uh, what you are doing. Yes. And so y- yeah. yeah, that's
1: very true. The, the idea is that I—it's uh, part of the way I work. Uh, everything I do is—I uh, operate always in the same uh, area, which is uh, data. So extraction, uh, processing, and uh, and then visualization somehow, which is the standard process of a data project. And um, I'm not an artist with a. Uh, that is fitting with the romantic vision of the artist. I'm not an artist like the same type of the 19th century where, you know, like in the the common uh, thoughts, uh, the artist has to suffer. Uh, It has to, uh, uh, you know, be alone and uh, tormented. I'm not really like this so i with for myself i created a way of working in which i i create or co-founded companies uh, involved in a metaverse so for instance it's the Ben builders company we're talking about i also have a company that does web scraping and these companies they generate uh, revenue and money and i through my holding i take this money and i send it back uh, into art practice and of course uh, then I sell my work. So what I'm saying is that I created a, a way of working for myself that allows me to be, uh, I would say, free uh, to create what I want uh, at my uh, uh, like quality standards, I would say, and uh, by and, and still control the narrative. And uh, it's a it's a way of working that I know other artists now increasingly have. Uh, in the collection, we also have a collective uh, called Obvious and. Uh, in a way, we have uh, uh, many differences, but uh, like economically speaking, they, they try to find new ways of uh, uh, developing a, a long-standing artistic practice. So, yeah. yeah indeed, I'm an entrepreneur, but uh, you know, as an artist, I don't consider myself uh, like an artist entrepreneur. I try, I don't really try to work with uh, brands, for instance. Uh, I, like my source of revenue as an artist is to sell my works. Um, But it's true that I try to find a a way to be uh, more independent, not depend on subventions. or
0: You're not an artist entrepreneur, but you are an entrepreneur and artist.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Just like, you know, I'm an engineer by trade, but I don't consider myself artist engineer. I'm not excited too much about the techniques but i can bend and use the techniques for the work yeah it's uh, a okay. bit subtle but uh, that's and the so idea. to come <laughs> back to
0: the art uh, yeah actually you know i think the first time we had the chance you know to have you at the morning it was like maybe two years ago uh, to talk about poetry and uh, also you know you you what you've been doing and i think this is how i discovered the first time a as and then also the mix of physical and artistical work you know uh, I remember what you did—the collab you know, the exhibition with El Deco in Paris, uh, with this work that was super, you know, it's kind of a physical uh, sculpture, like yes. a, you know, looking like a, a plant, like a, a kind of a tree, if I'm not tr- if I remember yeah. well.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. It was a piece yeah. of furniture uh, made in collaboration with uh, Gilles Boissier. Uh, it's an important group of uh, interior architects, and for instance, it's the people that. Uh, uh, decorated the uh, yacht of jeff bezos and uh, hey, they also hey, have a uh, nice. furniture line yeah. and uh yeah it's and fascinating so, yeah, people
0: and yeah. like you know you uh, you've been doing some great collaboration you know maybe the, the most important one maybe the one with uh, vera now uh, yeah so,
1: yeah. so, so I, you know i'm not
0: uh, very uh like
1: uh, b2c person you know i, I don't believe i am I'm, I'm good at creating and sustaining a community i'm rather uh, as we say b2b guy you know i like to engage with uh, fellow artists curators institutions so when i do collaboration i don't <laughs> always manage to communicate about it properly but it's true that uh, uh, in 2021 i did a collaboration with gucci Uh, for their 100 years old and i was uh, part of a group of 12 artists that uh, reinterpreted their archives so i played with uh, uh, the perfume line at the time i did uh, two oil paintings that are now in their collection and uh, it's uh, it was a beautiful collaboration because it ended with a big party that we did in paris back in the day and uh, uh, this party was in between uh, two covid lockdowns and it was uh, memorable Honestly, like people still talk about it. It was quite crazy. The next year, I did the collaboration with uh, uh, the architects I we just talked about. And uh, uh, yes, last year I was very uh, uh, lucky to to collaborate with uh, Vera Molnar, who's a pioneer uh, in uh, in uh, digital art and was among the first to use computers and bend the practice to to create uh, artworks back in the sixties, seventies. And uh, Vera Molnar, unfortunately. Uh, Uh, died uh, in December, last December. But, uh, uh, you know, in the life of an artist, it is extremely important, in my opinion, to be encouraged by fellow artists, sometimes from, uh, uh, you know, older generations. Uh, If you think about it, like, uh, for instance, when Yayoi Kusama arrived in the US, uh, she was, like, encouraged by Georgia O'Keeffe and also by Donald Judd vera molnar herself when she arrived in paris in 1944 she was encouraged by sonia Delaunay, uh, who's a fascinating painter and uh, that's that's the role she played with me you know we we had beautiful talks that we recorded and um, yeah in these talks she really uh, uh, shows how how curious she still is at almost 100 years old and uh, yeah she was really encouraging me so it's a nice moment to to pay a tribute to her uh, because sometimes people are age, you know, like 20, 30, 40 years old, they're not curious anymore. But uh, Vera Molnar, she was like, uh, in terms of curiosity, uh, 25-year-old woman in a 100-year-old body. Really, like, uh, she had a huge energy and uh, it was very inspiring. So, guys, if you want to live long, uh, just do generative art with computers. It seems that it's working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good method, you know. It's good way to and take a croissant every morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right, now no, no, that's super. That's super nice. And uh, yeah, actually, you know, uh, yeah, we really share the link also to this collab because it's visible and available for the uh, digit, in digital part. Uh, and um, and so yeah, to come back to your work. Uh, uh, what what will what can we discover you know if we come tomorrow uh, at right moment uh, from osvetier so the,
1: the, it's true that right now you can't discover much because uh, i see that some artists have already shared a few uh, outputs of uh, what they were proposing but uh, in my case i chose only to show uh, the mean zero so only one piece and the one that i will uh, Uh, own as part of uh, Bright Moment's AI collection. And I did that because uh, each output, each piece that I'm showing uh, uh, from tomorrow on is very different from the other. Not visually speaking, because it's part of the the same visual ecosystem. And if you put all the pieces together, it works. Uh, But uh, like every uh, scene, every uh, element that is depicted is uh, very unique. So I wanted to keep... Uh, the surprise for the collectors that will reveal their pieces, which is why I didn't show it. So the work is called uh, Le Travail des Rêves uh, in French, but uh, then the titles of the pieces uh, are in English. And uh, it's a continuation of the work uh, I started a few years ago on dreams. So I'm using a a text-to-image algorithm to uh, interpret dreams. So when I wake up in the morning, I write down the dreams or the impression. I had all wait, the emotions. I wait, had. In you, the you're
0: doing this like uh, every morning.
1: Uh, when I have a visual dream and I remember it, yes, it's like journaling. You know, because when you're an artist, you're working all the time. So it's uh, even if you're not at the workshop, so if it means you, have that you
0: have the pressure to remember the dream when you wake up in the morning. Because you know, no, that if, no, you're no. Not, if you're not writing this down, no bright moments collection.
1: No, I mean. You know, it's just like gymnastics. The more you do it, uh, the more somehow you remember. And the idea is not to have an absolutely exact representation of the dream. It can sometimes be an impression. You know, like, for instance, one day I, I woke up, I didn't really remember the dream, but I knew it was talking about, like, David Lynch or at least some kind of a Lynchian environment. So that's what I wrote, you know. And then what is nice is that with a text-to-image algorithm, you can just type david lynch and be surprised by the outcome and sometimes you you realize okay it's exactly what i wanted to to show and that's it you know that's the the process so uh, i created my own uh, text to image algorithm so if you know a little bit about uh, uh, about ai you know that like like historically the generative power of ai for instance comes from uh, gans uh, for image so generative adversarial network so it's kind of a, the GANs are able to, to generate uh, images from a data set of image that is a bit of a canter And in 2015, uh, we had the first generation of text-to-image artworks, uh, especially, for instance, from uh, people like Elman Mantimov. Uh, he did a model called Align Draw, and it was really the first generation uh, text-to-image. So it was really low resolution, not very good, but we see that something we saw that something was coming the second generation was to combine uh, an algorithm called clip with a gan which is uh, something that we've been knowing for a few years and uh, the gan can be trained on uh, like uh, personal images so it's this this type of algorithm that i used uh, for bright moments because i was able to train uh, the gan on my childhood image up to now so both uh, like uh, film images and uh, like iPhone uh, pictures, so it was. It's very nice, but you don't have a super high resolution like you have with diffusion models that are the third generation, and that's what MidJourney, uh, DALI, et etc. are using. So you can of course fine-tune, uh, like uh, I would say, stable diffusion. Uh, I mean, diffusion models, but it requires so much computation power that I don't have at home. I have, a, and in my workshop, I have a rig. Of uh, GPUs, but it's not enough to to, to do what I want with diffusion model. And I'm also very much attached to this uh, somehow low resolution of um, of the clip GAN uh, the gun models, because uh, it's very um, you know like it's very fitting with the dreams. Because when I dream something, I represent it. Uh, with this image in low resolution. But the idea is not to talk about me, me, me. The idea is like, I start from this raw material, but then the image can be interpreted by everybody and everybody can interpolate this image and reconstitute it with their own dreams. So I know it's a bit vague when we talk about it because we should see the image. But for instance, to give you an example, uh, the mean zero that I I created and like my piece is, uh, the image shows a family gathered under uh, under a shooting star in a field and um, when you look from afar you can really see that it's a family it's a shooting star and it's a grass field but when you look closer actually and you try to count the number of the the number of members in the family it's impossible because you're actually looking at a soup of pixels and this is what i like you know it's uh, i could talk for hours about it but uh, we only
0: have one hour so I just uh, yeah. Yeah, I understand <laughs> I understand uh, what you mean so yeah the difference between when you look from uh, from uh, yeah when you look far the feeling that you have when you look far from a yes. certain distance and when you're getting closer is does not it's just uh, does not represent anything I absolutely have, uh, so you have 100 dreams like this and uh, the idea for bright moments
1: is that i wanted to create a, a special event in collaboration with the team uh, because like paris is a city that i love and i really wanted to to further welcome uh, people so on wednesday evening after the opening of uh, the first opening of bright moments uh, in uh, Bright Moments Café, Uh, you're invited to uh, an exhibition and cocktail uh, in another gallery in Le Marais from uh, 8.30 till 11. And within this gallery, uh, there will be good wine, good champagne, etc. But also, and maybe most importantly, there will be some paintings that are derived from the dreams uh, and that will be shown so that you can experience also the visuals without necessarily uh, using screen. And the idea is that if you meet... A piece uh, on bright moments, or if you buy it on the secondary until the twenty-fourth, you will be uh, you will have priority to acquire the painting that corresponds to your uh, to your piece. Even the even though the object have no uh, correlation together, it's not a painting linked to an NFT. But you can buy the the painting that looks, of course, slightly different. Wow! And uh, after the you have one hundred paintings. No, right now I produced uh, thirty-five of them. But uh, hypothetically speaking, if you have a piece that is not produced, I can produce it for you until the twenty-fourth. Then I stop producing. I will sell the paintings that are existing already, but I will not produce specially for uh, Bright Moments collectors. But the idea is to allow
0: uh, I really the need, collectors. I really to... need to fight for my one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> actually, we have a team. What uh, you know, Bright Moments is calling a syndicate with. Uh, Jean-Michel Payot, and, and Seb Borges. Oh, no, no, no. I, was I heard about get, this syndicate. Yeah. And I was supposed to get piece, you peace. Know, this is how we split it. But you know, we made a mistake, and Sebastien Borges ended up with it. And now I'm doing pressure to get it back. <laughs> Seb, <laughs> you make <laughs> Yes. Sebastien, rend la pièce. So yeah, that's super cool. Uh, okay, so it's happening. Which day again, sorry? So, so it's on
1: Wednesday evening from 8.30 till 11. And the address is, uh, but everything is on the Bright Moment website, but the address is on uh, 18 Rue uh, du Bourg-Tibourg in the 4th fourth, uh, fourth neighborhood. And uh, yeah, so it's late night party, so you can have dinner or
0: other parties, and then you, you come until uh, 11. Okay, and I set his back. Uh, set his yes. Back, uh, so, but just to to finish, because I think it's a, a something interesting. Also, uh, we we had the, the we've been talking with uh, last week with I think it was Gauthier from Obvious, uh, who explained that for them it was the first time they created kind of a, 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 a live uh, revealing, uh, you know, like generative, uh, you know, generative AI that uh, is generated kind of on the spot. Uh, on your side, you've been pre-produced all the pieces already, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because, like,
1: uh, for me, it's very uh, since it's all about uh, visuals and dreams and also subjective choice of the image. Uh, I pre the hundred uh, pieces so that they can all work together. Uh, then we're using the Artblocks Blocks Flex engine, so there is kind of randomization when you will meet, uh, of course.
0: I see. Uh, but yes,
1: it's not uh, it's not an algorithm. Yeah. And to be honest, with AI. It's a little bit difficult to to have this uh, exact. Uh, you, you need to have uh, hard-coded rules, you know, to to get something that is visually visually pleasing. At least when you're using this type of clip and gan. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: uh, I believe it's algorithm. a different practice, and I, you yeah. know, curation is in. Imp- yeah, what a feeling I have. Yeah, because, situation. you know, like, when it's more important yeah. in the AI. When it's
1: uh, geometric, uh, when you're doing geometry, uh, abstraction, etc., it's, I mean, you can set up rules and uh, create uh, randomization, just like the Hamel did back in the days, or Mofrenmo, etc. So it's it's kind of possible, but with visuals, since you're you're about, it's about telling a story and you want coherence, uh, this part of randomization, for me, it's maybe not uh, that relevant. So that's why I precurated the, the piece. But uh
0: yeah, I uh, I'm, uh, I'm very happy. And to so share. yeah, but and uh, as we say, you know, what is uh, cool uh, and what what makes also what makes a bright moment even successful are the the reveal moment. I think you know you are attaching a lot of importance about this experience. Uh, maybe seth you know you can tell us a bit more for people who has never lived you know. A, a reveal experience at bright moment, you know, what you are trying to do, basically?
2: Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm back. I'm sorry. My, my phone crashed. No, um, no, no. No worry. No worry. But the, the good news is I have some coffee in me now. So <laughs> better. Nice. Um, yes. Yeah, so, you know, the, so I, I don't know what the French word is for, like, memorability, but that's really the quality that we're trying to create You know, around these um, artistic experiences, and around these, you know, ultimately, it's a token. You know, and we're all involved in NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, but they're transactions on the blockchain, and they're um, they're not memorable. You know, it's just data. And so, what we try to do in each bright moment experience is to make these underlying transactions. as memorable as possible, and and to help people attach meaning and emotion to them, and that's what started, you know, three years ago in Venice, and um, you know we did it in New York. Um, we did a wonderful show with Tyler Hobbs called Incomplete Control, um, that was you know really the the beginning phase of this journey of not only minting crypto citizens uh, IRL but also minting artwork and starting with a hundred outputs, which we've carried through. And by the time we get to uh, Venice, Italy uh, in a few months, we will have um, produced and collaborated uh, on 100 different projects of 100 outputs with digital artists along the way. Um, You know, in terms of the experience that people can look forward to in Paris, um, there are a couple of different zones uh, in the gallery. so there's really four sections. Um, you know, one section um, is for Cyfird, uh, who's the founder and artist behind FX Hash, and he will be revealing uh, a new work called um, uh Organic. It'll be a hundred outputs uh, over the course of four days. Um, that is uh, audio and 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 light reactive. Um, it's a really interesting piece. Uh, That'll have his own space that people can explore. Um, It'll be available online uh, as well. You don't have to be there in the gallery to mint it. Um, There's also uh, uh, an installation that we've been iterating on for uh, more than a year now with an artist called Human H-U-E-M-I-N, and he is the founder of the open source stable diffusion ecosystem called uh, DeForum. And uh, this project is called The Dream Machine, and it's a real-time AI video experience so that uh, you can come up to a microphone and in any language describe anything. Describe your dreams, uh, anything on your mind, and uh, it will uh, visualize it in real time. So you don't have to write a prompt and wait for it to come back. It's actually a real-time. wow there's a, a, a there's also two other sections um the bigger sections one is dedicated to the ai collection and that is uh seven like paul was saying uh, seven ai artists um you know from obvious uh, as well as richard lauren lee mccarthy linda dunia uh paul uh Rupe, and uh, neptunian Glitterball. And they'll all be um, expressing new works um, that can be minted uh, live in the gallery, and um, and then there's also a section uh, called the Paris Collection, which are twelve uh, on-chain generative art projects um, that will be arranged in a really interesting uh, kind of traditional uh, Paris uh, Paris cafe format, um, and uh, you know the, the overall theme of Bright Moments Paris is a movable feast and this idea that um, it's just one consistent conversation and one um, ongoing debate about art and aesthetics and culture over the course of four days and we're trying to create lots of little experiences that are intimate but also kind of feed into a, a, a broader kind of cultural and social experience and I think that's why we are you know, thinking about it as a pop-up cafe, it's open from 12 to 6 every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, for anybody, anybody off the street, anybody who has a mint pass or 10 mint passes, it doesn't matter, you can come, you can uh, buy a coffee um, or tea uh, with uh, USDC on base, on Coinbase, you can also purchase um, one of four different in Residences uh, open editions, all featuring uh, French artists uh, that will be uh, promoting and enabling via Highlight uh, as well as Foundation. Uh, we work closely with FX Hash, with Foundation, with Highlight, with Art Blocks. Of course, we work with Samsung. We work with Ledger, who's a big important sponsor here. Um, and then on uh, Saturday, we'll be having a full day of um, artist talks, where each artist will be talking about their project uh, and showing outputs.
0: Wow. Okay. So, and so experience, uh, yeah, it's something. So that's uh, super cool. So from tomorrow, so Wednesday, uh, 21st at noon, basically anyone can come and get a coffee. Of course, you know, if you have a mint pass, you will be able to, uh, so I'm talking also because we, we organize you know, even just for the explanation, uh, as we organized a lot of meetups, you know, at NFT factory. And uh, also, uh, so a lot of people, thanks to that, will have a milpa- mint pass and some other, you know, can just, can they, can they buy it right now
2: uh, on the secondary market, the mint pass? Yeah, there are mint passes available uh, on OpenSea um, for all of the 19 uh, artists, Um, and they range in price um, from, you know, probably 0.03 ETH uh, on the low end to uh, maybe almost uh, one ETH uh, on the higher end, but there's a lot of amazing artists to explore. Um, All of them have uh, generated their min zeros, so you can see outputs of their work. Um, And if you go to brightmoments.io slash pass, you have the links to all this. Um, You can also mint pass for a crypto citizen to mint your own crypto Parisian, which is really interesting for a number of ways, Um, you know, not the least of which it's going to be after Venice, a full 10,000 NFT collection. It is sort of our generative art PFP membership token in the DAO. Um, If you think about bright moments, if you pull back and you think about bright moments, on some level, we are the slowest mint ever. All these other projects mint out, or they mint out quickly. Um, We've been minting 10,000 crypto citizens over the course of three years. Paris is the ninth city. We'll be minting 1,000 crypto Parisians. And then we will finish the project in Venice, Italy in two months during the Biennale, um, when we mint the last 1,000 crypto Venetians. Each one of these NFTs gives the holder an equal vote in the DAO. And so when we talked earlier about... um, voting, Um, you know, voting on which city, voting on proposals, that's all proportional to uh, your holding of citizens. And there's no other equity. You know, this is not a Web 2 company um, that is, you know, dressed in Web 3 clothes. Um, You know, we are a DAO with tokens all the way down. You know, the only ownership, the only governance, the only treasury uh, in bright moments uh, is a function of these crypto citizens that we've been minting around the world for three years. Um, And I think we mentioned New York. Then we went to Berlin. We did Crypto Berliners. Uh, Each city, we tried to create a different environment and a different set of experiences around the live minting of these citizens. So in Berlin, it was a a ginormous uh, former German uh, factory called Kraftwerk Um, and it was a what was it? Uh, eight by eight meter screen, and it felt like a scene out of Blade Runner. Uh, it was eighty thousand square feet factory um, in London. Uh, it was much more bespoke. It was a small boutique in Mayfair where you minted your crypto Londoners. Uh, and then we went to uh, Mexico City. It was much more festive um, inside of a Mexican uh, courtyard. Uh, we went to tokyo Uh, we minted the crypto tokyoites on top of a skyscraper using a video game arcade and then in uh, buenos aires we staged a eight hour um analog performance where all the crypto patagonians were minted on stage without uh any screens or, or any digital technology uh in paris it'll be um more of a group experience when you mint your crypto parisian it'll feel Kind of part and parcel with cafe culture. Um, everywhere we go, we we work with the artists and some of the producers from the prior cities. So in the case of Paris, we've got a great group of uh, Argentinian uh, designers and producers that we worked with a few months ago that have come here to help us produce this experience. And um, yeah, we're just really excited about it. You know, we're trying to push the boundaries of you know of what of how digital art can punctuate, you know, the real world and it's not just about, um, you know, a television screen and a computer. Um, there's lots of ways to integrate, um, the blockchain into everyday life. And I think that's really what we're trying to stretch and accommodate and explore together, you know, this week here in Paris. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to
0: see, uh, can't wait to see it and to live the experience. Uh, so as I I mentioned and as you mentioned all the week so all the week the place uh, the the, the venue will be open uh, from noon to 6pm and uh, on top of it you know you will have some uh, kind of uh, event you know uh, we published the program we we pinned actually the program but so as we mentioned uh, you have like a Private AI collection opening tomorrow at 6 p.m. So, uh, so private AI collection it means that is uh, it's private. So, if for people who owns the AI Mint pass or something like this,
2: yeah, it's really any anybody that has a Mint pass should come and, and check it out. Um, and you get to meet uh, the AI artists. And um, uh, yeah, just it's really kind of the kickoff, you know, of, of the week for us. Um, and we've got little events planned over the course of the week. Um, you know, the good news and the bad news is um, there's a lot of people in town for NFT Paris. Um, you know, it's it's amazing, you know, given all the, the markets going up and down and, and how um, cranky people get on crypto Twitter. There's a lot of people here in Paris. Um, and so it's exciting, but it's also um, it's going to be a little overwhelming, I think, there's going to be a lot of events that are packed but fortunately there are so many events happening uh throughout the city um that i yeah. think you'll be something for everybody um you know we'll have live dj sets in the gallery every day every afternoon i i believe that uh thursday ian rogers and some of the other uh, ledger executives will be spinning uh vinyl and, and djing um, <laughs> wow. at the gallery so come check it out um and then uh, Saturday night, we have a, um, a fantastic uh, after party from uh, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. in Barbes at some underground bunker that's probably not uh, on the uh, off the beaten path um, for anybody that comes and mints with us. They'll get a, a mint pass. They'll get a, a, a wristband and we'll be able to participate. Wow. Okay. Super
0: nice. So yeah. To, so at the moment you have a with ben, so at the moment you came, so if you own, uh, I would say, a crypto Parisian or a MinPass, you would be able to come to the party, right? Yes.
2: Absolutely. Wow.
0: Okay. Super nice. Super nice. Okay. And so then, you know, within the program, we can see basically all the area, the four areas that you describe. basically, you you will have one, at least one event related to that. So AI, uh generative art
2: uh yeah we'll have a reception Seifert. on uh, for Seifert on friday and then on, again on saturday i'm really looking forward to the workshops where we're going to have um uh jan and peter from the random uh talk about vera molnar's paris and talk about you know the history of the city as it relates to her um we will have um all get all of the artists you know many of the artists probably more than 15 of the artists talking about their projects. We'll have Alexi Andre talking about uh, his work on Bitcoin uh, ordinals. Um, We will showcase uh, the Tashin book that's coming out on NFTs. We will showcase uh, the dream machine. And also um, we have some software that we've built uh, called Visions that um, allows people to easily kind of create their own NFT galleries using existing uh, televisions and screens in their houses. Oh. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, so uh, okay, super
0: nice, and uh, and as you mentioned, uh, also yeah, and I can see in your program. I don't know if it's okay, it's not happening technically also in the same area, but you uh, at six thirty, mentioned program, the Tashen, uh exclusive book uh, preview. So some people will be there also. Uh, I think it is Robert Alice if I'm not uh, and he will join also next week the NFT morning to talk about it. Uh, so, uh, so the program is big, you know. This week it's gonna be huge. I don't know, just you know, uh, on your hand, um, on your hand, uh, ores, you, I guess, you will be around more or less all the week, yes, absolutely. So, how, how could I not?
1: It's very important to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there is one week to be around, it's probably this one, right? so yes. <laughs>
0: nice 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 so uh so yeah for everybody you know uh, i believe i believe for me uh they are like uh, yeah except you know the main events uh they are like uh, yeah really like some big spot to not miss this week and so uh, yeah if you have a crypto citizen of course it's a no-brainer but even if you don't have anything i believe for the experience it's something that uh, you should do, just go there and visit it and have a coffee. Uh, it's open, you know, all the week until until set, uh, until Saturday or Sunday, Set
2: Until Saturday, until you know, Saturday. 12, 12 to 6, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, 7 rue Bailly, right by Arts and Metier. Um, please come by. You know, the whole point of this project is inclusiveness and accessibility and, and onboarding people into Web3 and crypto and NFTs, um, if you're, if whether, whatever you have, or you don't have in your wallet, or even if you don't have a wallet, just come, um, you know, our whole project is based on, um, yeah, just generosity and, 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 involving people and, um, you know, this whole project and all of the ETH and money that we've generated and and paid out and shared with artists along the way was all enabled by giving away crypto Venetians for free. In Venice Beach in the summer of 2021, and because we it came from the heart and we gave them away well, a lot of abundance followed, and so we really try to keep mind that we would be nowhere without that kind of um, yeah, just learning how to give away things well, and being really inclusive, um, and not exclusive. And so um, please, you know, come by and and visit us and and see what we're about, and and have an opportunity to really enjoy this new kind of that I think is very important, you know, for parents no, and for everyone. No,
0: yeah. Thank you very much, Seth, for sharing this. And I believe, yeah, this uh, genuine uh, spirit is a real genuine one. And this is maybe the reason also, there are several reasons, but maybe one of them that three years later, you are still one of the most popular art community in the NFT space. You know, a lot of them were popular at the moment, but for some reason, at the moment, you know, the, something uh, made them less popular, you know, for and because, yeah, I don't want to interpret this right now, but at the end of the day, you know, the fact that you, this authenticity, uh, people feel it. And so this is what makes it still extremely uh, active, extremely alive, uh, super vibrant. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it! Really excited, and so yeah, yeah. see you, uh, see you this week. Let's do it! Yeah, thank you very true. much. Thank you all. Let's and go. Have a great day, and just you know, uh, for everybody, you know, we announced the program. So every morning, you know, NFT morning will be dedicated to NFT Paris and uh, everything's going on. And also, we will have some live. And for everybody's uh, here, also tomorrow at six PM. Also, we will be live from Musée d'Orsay with Agoria, so it's an uh, NFT morning. Uh, if you want to be on the list, just send me a DM, and so, you know, you will be able to come also live uh, at Musée d'Orsay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Ores. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. Thank Have you, a Rem. nice day. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. good morning. Really happy.